Thank you for listening to today's message. Avenue Church is a Christian church located in Las Vegas. For more information, visit avenuechurch.cc. Enjoy the message. Father, in the name of Jesus, as we come before you, Lord, before anything, we say thank you. God, we ask that you would bless this service, God, that the word that is going forth will complete its assignment today, that your people, Father, would receive revelation, transformation, God, restoration in the name of Jesus. And Father, that your people would be edified and that you, O Lord, would be glorified and that the devil himself, Father, would be horrified at the preaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ, Father. We ask this in the unmatchable name of Jesus Christ and all the people of God said, Amen. Glory to God. Yeah, you can give him a praise. I think it's good to give him a praise, okay? If you know that God has done one thing for you this year, he's worthy of your praise. He's worthy to say, God, you're worthy. Lord, you are good. Father, you are my deliverer. You're my freedom. You're my healer. It's good to let him know those things. Amen? Because we serve an incredible God. We serve an awesome God. So now I'm just going to jump right into the word. And I'm going to go from Matthew chapter 13, verses 24 through 30. But I'm reading the Passion Translation. And I just really like the way they just broke it down because they make it really plain. And I'll touch on the New King James Version to fill in whatever you feel is not incorrect. Or it feels incorrect, but it's not. I give you my word. Verse 24. Then Jesus taught them another parable. Heaven's kingdom realm can be compared to a farmer who planted good seed in his field. But at night, when everyone was asleep, an enemy came and planted poisonous weeds among the wheat and ran away. When the weeds sprouted and bore grain, the weeds also appeared. We got the wheat and the weeds growing together, right? There's this field and God is planting good seed but also the enemy came by night to plant some bad seeds, some weeds. Now, so the farmer's hired hands came to him and said, Sir, wasn't that good seed that you sowed in the field? Where did all these weeds come from? And he answered, This has to be the work of the enemy. They replied, Do you want us to go and gather up all the weeds? No, he said. If you pull out the weeds, you might uproot the wheat at the same time. Meaning, I don't want you to pull out what's good also. You must, also, you must allow them to both grow together until the time of harvest. Notice the wheat and the tear, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Everybody gets to hear the word of God. Everybody gets to hear the word of God. He says, at that time, I'll tell my harvesters to make sure they gather the weeds first and tie them all in bundles and be burned. Then they will harvest the wheat and put it into my barn. Moving down to verse 36, Jesus is now explaining the parable to his disciples. Jesus left the crowds and went inside the house where he was staying. Then his disciples approached him and asked, please explain deeper meaning of the parable of the weeds growing in the field of wheat. He answered, the man who sowed his field with good seed represents me, the son of man, meaning Jesus Christ. I'm giving you a word. I want to deliver you. I'm trying to give you freedom. And the field is the world. The good seeds I sow are the children of the kingdom realm. The weeds are the children of the evil one. And the enemy who sows them is the devil. Hmm. The, enema, the, the devil plants bad seeds, does he? Interesting, right? In our minds, our thoughts, something to think about. 
The harvest points to the end of the age, and the harvesters are God's messengers. As the weeds are bundled up and thrown into the fire, so it will be at the close of the age. The Son of Man will send his messengers, and they will uproot everything out of the kingdom. All the lawless ones and everything that causes sin will be removed, and they will throw them into the fiery furnace where they will experience great sorrow, pain, and anguish. Then the godly ones will shine like the brightness of the sun in their Father's kingdom realm. If you're able to understand this, then you better respond. I didn't come here to preach brimstone and fire. You're all going to hell. That's not what I'm doing. I just read the word of God. And he's saying, everybody gets the seeds. Everybody gets to hear my word. Everybody has the opportunity to be blessed, to be delivered, to be free, to be healed. Everybody has that opportunity. He says, so respond. Amen. So respond. Everybody's going to hear this word. Everybody's going to be able to, to receive what I have to offer them. But recognize that the enemy planted a seed, a seed to harm you, a seed to deceive you, a seed to throw you off track. But the wheat and the weeds grow together. Amen? So that means that, hey, the good, the bad, and the ugly, we're all going to receive it. But there are some of us who are not going to make it in. That's why he's saying respond. And some of us are choosing not to respond. But that's going to be on you because the Bible says that each man work out his own salvation. Amen? All right, let me move forward. After reading this and knowing the topic that follows in the Distracted series, my message title was that song you heard called Sabotage, right? But if I had to give it a subtitle, my subtitle would be Sabotage. The issue is you. The issue is you. That issue is you. Does that make sense? I want to just point out three core things as I continue on. First of all, let's define sabotage. Sabotage means deliberately destroy or deliberately damage or obstruct. To deliberately, in other words, intentionally disrupt, cripple, or to impair. Someone intentionally means to disrupt, destroy what God has commanded to be. But thank God that the enemy does not have victory. Woo. Glory to God. Amen. Meaning someone, that bad seed, someone throwing your past into your face to stop you from going forward. Someone can talk about you, say a few lies or truths. But that's not where you are anymore. Ooh, and maybe you still are, just saying. And people close the door on you because someone else went to talk behind your back. Maybe there was an open door and someone out of nowhere, for whatever reason, jealousy, insecurity, whatever reason, or just the enemy manipulating someone to interrupt what he has for you. It happens that way at times, doesn't it? Or is it just me? Someone can talk about you, again, say those few lies, and sometimes some people may confront you with the truth and you get defensive. You're like, no, the devil's trying to attack me. Why are you saying that about me? Why you got to call me that? Why? They're not doing it to harm you because sometimes God sends people in love to point out some truths. And if, and if it's true, the truth hurts. The truth hurts. But I would tell you, don't run because that's what we want to do, right? They're talking about me, God. They're attacking me, ba 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 And you want to blame the devil, the devil this, the devil that. Uh, maybe the issue is you. 
Hmm. Sabotage. By whose hand? Hmm. So I would tell you to pause let God begin this perfect work in you. The Bible is very clear that you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free, right? I like the version that says the truth shall make you free. It is a done deal. It is so. All because of someone else's jealousies, we seem to back up or they want to get there before you, right? Some of you take the truth and again, they're trying to attack you. They're doing this to me. And so I wonder, this can happen over and over. Sometimes it can happen to us. And then we hit this point because we're hearing people and they're saying, you begin to say, why would I even bother? Why should I even keep trying if I'm just going to get accused? Because you got that false seed, that negative seed that's been planted by the enemy. And he begins to develop this big old lie. And you want to hold on to the lie because it helps protect you instead of seeing the truth of God saying, I'm tired of you sabotaging yourself. So, but sometimes we hear them and then we get to this point where we keep hearing the same thing over and over and over. Why bother anymore? Why should I continue trying? If it's all going to stay this way, then I'm just going to stay stuck right here. I'm going to stay stagnant. When I think about stagnant, I always think about that puddle of water that sits here uh, by like, it could be by the lake and it's full of gnats and algae and all that kind of stuff. That's what I think about stagnant when you get stuck and you get stuck dwelling on old stuff, things of the past. But my next question is, by whose hand are you stuck? Is it by the seed of the enemy? Is it by someone else's hand? Or is it by your own hand? Because you grabbed the lie and now you want to live with it. You want to prosper and thrive off the lie when reality God is trying to say, I'm trying to set you free. I'm trying to bring you out. So I asked, by whose hands do you remain stagnant? By whose words? Someone else's words? And maybe there was truth, but God is saying, I want to do a new thing in you. I want to save you. I want to clean you up. That's why I need a savior. That's why you need a savior. I need a God who can forgive me. I need a God who can do a new thing in me. And again, I say, by whose words have you been stopped by? I want to share with you, let me touch quickly on something what they call learned helplessness. You ever heard of learned helplessness? You ever seen a little theory behind it? Because the Bible says, but in reality, a seed was planted and it took root. The enemy dropped this seed on you. Hmm. And we've been gnawing on it, chewing on it. But I'm going to ask him to put the picture of you in the church because everything that's going to happen in this house will be through the power of the Holy Spirit. Allow me to clarify that right now. Amen. In 1967, psychologist Martin Seligman, he did a research on learned helplessness. Dr. Seligman, what he did, you see the dog? On the left side, the bottom of the floor is charged. So he can push a button and it would shock the dog. You see the divider there? He, the dog could jump over. The minute the dog would get shocked, Boom, he'd jump over, he's like, Psh, safe, I'm out of there. Shocked the dog again. Psh. The dog jumped over the divider, no big deal. He kept doing it, the dog had enough sense. Dude, I'm out, I'm not getting shocked anymore. But then he replaced the divider and put a taller, a higher divider. And what he would do, he would shock the floor again, he would light, basically shock the dog, let's be real, he's shocking the dog. He shocks the dog, 
The dog tries to jump, but he can't clear the divider. It's too high. Shocks the dog again. The dog tries to jump, can't get by. Shocks the dog again, can't get through. The dog realizes he can't get over the divider. Eventually, what do you think the dog did? He just laid down. He submitted to the shock. He submitted to it to the point that he would just and the dog would just. He now removes the divider, puts the old divider back, and he shocks the dog. What do you think the dog did? He stayed there. He laid there. Even when they try to put a treat and everything, the dog suffers now from learned helplessness. Because at times as humans, that happens to us. And so we deal with these things. We hear these things. This poor dog did nothing anymore, not even with treats. And so I say all this because, because of us, some of us have been in some circumstances that felt like there was no way out. There was no, no matter how hard we tried, we weren't going to make it out. And even if we did, it's the same thing. And why bother? And who cares? And then depression would set in. And then suicidal thoughts would set in. Well, I would have probably failed anyways. All of a sudden, your fear of failure is rising up. Yeah, you probably would have failed anyways. That seed that was planted by whose hand? Is it someone else's? Or are you thriving off that seed that the enemy planted? Sabotage. Whose hand? Because of the bad seed that was planted by the enemy. And what did he do? He ran. He planted the seed. It says he ran. He done left. And we grabbed this seed and we're holding on to it like, yeah, it's the truth. It's a lie from the pit of hell. It's a lie. And God is trying to tell you, I'm trying to renew your mind. I'm trying to do a new thing in here. In here. Because some of us are walking with like, I see this cell, this prison cell, like a big square in my head. And you're captivated, you're, you're, you've jailed your thoughts, your emotions, everything of who you are. This seed is designed to distract you or to keep you pressed down. Or basically, should I just say, it's designed to keep you oppressed, leaving you stuck and distracted. You must understand that there's a God-given gift in you. Some of you haven't even tapped into it because you're so stuck in the past. You're focused on mess. You're focused on mistakes. And so-and-so said it, so it must be true. Always consider the source when someone says something to you. Because some people, it ain't even worth listening. You got to just let it drop. Don't take that seed. Don't swallow it. Don't do that. And so some of us are so stuck, we're so focused right here, holding on to this seed. And God is saying, I'm trying to deliver you so I can show you all of this that I have for you. And God is saying, come on. Now, let me say this. Something that's really important that God really had to teach me. If you could just see yourself the way Satan sees you. If you could see yourself the way the devil sees you, you think he sees you tore up from the floor up and all beat down. And, oh, I'm in depression. No, 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 no. 
He has you distracted believing lies. It's a facade. When in reality, you are such a threat to him. He sees the greatness that God is trying to restore in you because every one of us has a seed of faith. Every one of us has some kind of talent. Every one of us has a gift. But the enemy has kept us stuck in that lie. And I've come to serve notice, devil, you're a liar. He's a liar. And I pray that by the end of this service, somebody's going to be set free in the name of Jesus. That you won't be like my poor little puppy dog laying down. Because here's the catch if I had to tell you. Again, we think the issue is something else when in reality the issue is you. So this gift that's been given into you has been designed to flourish. If you were a part of my prayer team, lesson number two, that scripture we pulled out, that the things that God has put in us have been designed to flourish. They've been designed to explode. They've been designed to multiply. They've been designed not only to bless you, but to bless others and so on and so on and so on. Amen? They're not their design. You're not designed to be killed. You're not designed. In fact, I'm hearing we don't die. We multiply. We like babies, kids. Woo! We're not going to fall down. We're not going to submit. That's why, yeah, we need some tough people. All you people that have anger issues and have attitude, God needs people like you because he needs some prayer warriors who will stand up to the enemy and say, I got you, baby sister. I got you, baby brother. Don't worry. I'm about to pull out the big gun right here, right now. Amen? You, we need that. We need that strong-mindedness. We need that strong will. God has a place where he's going to tame that. So stop. Whew. All right. <laughs> but this is what happens. You continue to hold on to this fear, this shame, the lies, the lies of the past, the failures, and what people want to say when in reality it's under the blood. But one thing I need you to understand is that we are not dogs. God has given us a mind and a beautiful mind at that. One that where we can think, we have thoughts, we can learn, we can study, we can connect with leaders, we can connect with mentors. And we do not have to repeat the same mistakes again and again and again. We don't have to be there. Technically doing the same thing over and over is expecting a different result and in reality, that's being crazy or it's being trapped in a cycle. But by whose hand? These seeds have been created by the enemy and we thrive on it. And God wants to bring you out of that. You know why? Because the word of God is very clear. He says, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. You know what that means? He says, I've given you self-control. I've given you understanding. I've given you the ability to learn. You're not the dog that has to stay in the, the box. You're not the one who has to keep swallowing what the enemy keeps serving you. You don't have to entertain that all the time anymore. You see, we serve a loving God, a giving God, a healing God, a delivering God, a God that's come to set you free, a God that's come to restore you from the things that the enemy has tried to steal from you. And I have to say try because when we submit to him, he's a God who will restore. He does. He does. He does. And he gives us wisdom. He gives us knowledge to be able to overcome. God connects us with people because here's what the Bible says in James chapter 1. Chapter 1, verses 5 and 6, and it's the Passion Translation. I like it because it's such plain English. And if anyone longs to be wise, if anyone lacks wisdom, right? Ask God for wisdom, and the Bible says ask. 
depending on what version you want to read, ask God for wisdom and he will give it. I love it because in the version says he's not stingy with it. He won't see your lack of wisdom, your lack of wisdom as an opportunity to scold you over your failures, but he will overwhelm you. He will overwhelm your failures with his generous grace because he's loving like that. He's a God that's designed us to rise up. Now, seeing all these things of what Pastor Jeremy has preached on these past three weeks, the series of Distracted, he talked about snatched, where the seed was snatched, because remember, all the seed is all over the field, and the birds would come by and snatch it up. Now, every time I kept hearing the bird would come by and snatch it up, I kept thinking of ravens. Ravens want to take your good things, but ravens live off dead things. Ravens off live off the things of the past. Ravens eat rotten things. So if they can take your, take your seed, snatch it, they want you to live just like them. But again, the devil is a lie because this is why we got the word of God to expose the enemy and Jesus came to give you freedom. Amen. Jesus, Jesus, basically the seed that's been taken has been designed to give you freedom, deliverance, restoration. It's designed for that. Then we talked about the seed that, that was scorched, right? They heard the word, they saw it, they, they, they heard, but then they continued doing their old things, pursuing dead things, pursuing things that led them to dead things and dead places. In fact, Pastor Jeremy talked about Pastor Lindsay getting heat stroked, if I remember correctly. And as she, she when you get heat stroke, you want heat stroke. When you get heat stroked, you're being dehydrated of everything, your nutrients, your water, everything that helps keep you alive. You're being deprived of it. You're depleted of it. In other words, the enemy is trying to take the river of living waters because the Bible says that you shall have rivers of living water, rivers of living joy, rivers of living deliverance, of freedom that comes through Christ Jesus. So the enemy is trying to deplete you or the sun is like, wow, it didn't take root. That's why we need to get this word and get an understanding. And all I getting, get an understanding. Understand what I'm trying to tell you and apply it to your life. Amen? Then he talked about it being choked. This is where the seeds were choked out by the thorns and the weeds. Remember, the weeds is everything around you. The world, the news, the rumors, the lies, all the killing you. You turn on the TV, the nightly news, someone's getting killed every day. Something's happening. And if you watch that every day, and if that's the first thing you watch in the morning, that's going to impact your day. I'm going to tell you that right now. You're hearing all the rumors about you, what they said about you at work and school or whoever, whatever. And it gets to you. When instead we need to be reading the word of God, focusing on his promise, speaking it against what the enemy has been doing. So you must understand that God will do what he said he will do. I know it looks crazy, but God will do what he said he's going to do. I'm hearing it again. God will do what he said he was going to do. This is why we need a mentor. This is why we need a friend who hopes in Jesus Christ. Because then together you can pray through whatever you'll face. Amen. Again, you need that designated driver. You need that designated prayer warrior. Again, I'm thankful mine's in the house right now. God bless you, Michelle. Raise your hand. I want people to know. Amen. God bless you. So now sabotage the thorns that are from within, the negative seed that's planted in the issues is you because it's not always the devil. It's you. Because we're holding on to that seed, that lie. 
And when I think about that, 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 that is the devil because, you know, sometimes the water heater went out on my house and it went out on my rental house all within three months apart. I couldn't call that the devil. You know what I call that? I call that home maintenance. That's not the devil. It's home maintenance. I'm sorry. If you own a house, you better expect your water to here to go out. You better expect a broken window every now and then. And you're not going to like this one. You better expect the AC to go out. But I expect it to go out only in 10 to 12 years, not five. Okay? I'm just saying. So my point is, do I make my point? Okay, so do you see where I'm going with this, right? Not everything is the devil. Sometimes it is you. Sometimes it's just holding on and, oh, the devil, that not everything is the devil's fault. We always want to blame it on God or the devil. The devil is a lie. Sometimes we need to look in the mirror and find out, ooh, whose fault is it? It could be that the issue is you. Sabotage, right? All right. So now, if you recall the parable of the talents, I have to go here because... There are three key people that the, the rich man basically gives. He gives one five talents, right? He gives the other one two talents, and he gives a third one a third talent. He gives him one talent only. The first guy goes out, and he makes money. Not only did he have 5,000, you five ta- 5,000 or five talents, $5,000. Just go $5,000 based on what version you're reading. He gives him 5,000. He goes invest it. He doubled the master's money. You have the next one. She had 2,000 and she goes out and invests the money and doubles the money. And he comes back. He says, man, thou good and faithful servant, come join my team. I'm going to bless you because you stepped out and took the shot. The third one, get a thousand dollars. And remember, he's going to give it to you according to your ability. So now you're right there. And so there he is. The third one says, well, I think I'll just go ahead and bury it right here because he's kind of like a rough master. And I know he's never sown over there and I don't want to lose his money, you know, and I don't want him to get mad at me. So he comes back and he says, hey, what'd you do with the thousand dollars? Well, I buried it in the dirt uh, because I, I, di- I didn't want you to lose any money. And I know you never gone and, and did investments over there. He says, you lazy servant. The very least you could have done for me is put that money in the bank and got me some interest. At the very least. But my point, when you look at this, think for a moment. He gave everybody talents. This one decides I'm going to hide because I don't know what they're going to say about me. I might fail. I might not do it right. In its unknown territory, you must understand that the gift that is in you, the seed that God has planted in you, has been designed to flourish. It's been designed to multiply. Even in unknown territory, never been here before, God's going to flourish it. But we're so busy looking at these little things that scare us. And uh, uh, and God is saying, if you would let go of that, I'm going to say it again. I all of this. And some of you are afraid. I got to go here. Some of you are afraid to get healed because then I might not get the attention that I'm used to getting. But you're missing the point that God wants to deliver you and set you free because there is more. He wants to take you to another level. He wants you to put you in a place of foundation where you not only can be blessed, but you can bless others. And God is saying, I'm trying to bless you. I'm trying to multiply you. Let go of the fear. Let go of the doubt. Let go of the lie, the seed that the enemy came with and ran and just left it there. Release it. I'm trying to multiply the gift that I've placed in you. Does that make sense? Because then when we begin to get free, you know what happens when we get free? You know what happens when God delivers me? When God set me free? 
Is it Emily? Come here, Emily. God gives me my foundation. When I received God, I have my foundation. Come on, Emily. I'm going to help you up here. I want you to succeed like me. I want God to bless you. And because I'm blessed, you're blessed. And because I'm blessed, you're blessed. Do you understand what I'm saying? Come here, come here, Michelle. Come here. Because see, I got my foundation. But because I'm blessed, you're blessed. And I'm going to show you how to be blessed. Because maybe you're afraid. Maybe that lie has been raining on you so long. And God is saying, let go of the lies. I want to multiply you. I want to bless you. I want you to succeed. I want you to be free in your mind, in your heart, to flourish, to do the things of God, to have the careers, to have the things. And whatever they said in your past, people can't even recognize your past because he's doing a new thing for you. Amen. Please take your seats. Thank you for coming up here. Thank you. The foundation that God has given you. Pastor Jeremy, this whole series has been based on John 10.10, that a thief has only one thing in mind. He wants to steal. He wants to slaughter. He wants to destroy. Basically, the enemy wants to annihilate your dreams, your thoughts. It doesn't have to be a physical death. It's a spiritual death. And God, what the enemy is just trying to destroy you, keep you stagnant, keep you stuck, keep you in a place of sabotage by someone else's hand or your own. And God is saying, I'm trying to bless you. So let me finish the last of that scripture because he's been using it this whole series this is the finishing part of that scripture but I have come to give you everything in abundance everything in more than enough everything more than you expect life in its fullness until you overflow overflow you know what overflow is I always think about the quarterback who has the football everyone wants to get the quarterback Boom! And they sack him, man. Everybody tackles him. Those are the kind of blessings that God is pursuing you with. Those are the things that God is saying, step out because I can't bless what you won't step into so I can have something to bless. Do you get it? So we have to let go of the seed. God, get some roundup and kill that weed right there. Kill it at the core, at the root so we can move forward. And God is doing a new thing. Yes, there's weeds around us. Yes, this issue is, could be within us. Yes, the enemy has attacked, but he cannot win. And I should understand that it comes through the power of his Holy Spirit. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, But it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard, nor has it entered into the hearts of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. I love that scripture. It's great. But it doesn't end there. When you read the next verse, because these things, to get deliverance, comes through the power of the Holy Spirit. To find this freedom comes through His power. He says, verse 10, but God has revealed them to us through His Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God. Verse 12, now we have received the Spirit who is from God that we might know things that have been freely given to us by God. God is saying, you've been lingering too long and I want to do a new thing in you. Some of you have been struggling and you said, I'm afraid to fail. I tried it before and, and I dropped the ball and, and I fell back into my sin. When I say this is why we need 
mentors and friends who believe in Jesus Christ. This is why we go to growth track so we can learn how do I win this battle? How do I get connected with my brothers and sisters? How do I do this? Isaiah 43 says, this is what God says. Forget about what's happened. I need you to understand that I come from the heart of Northtown. I had to eat generic macaroni and cheese and, you know, the yellow box with the black can rain or the white box. Some of you may not know about that, but I do. And my dad died when I was eight. I could dwell there. I have every right to be angry. I have every right just to be so mad and raged. But God said, I can't let you stay there. I know that cuts you. I know it cuts you deep. But I need you to get all eyes on me. I need you to be still and know that I'm God. A friend of mine shared something with me. He said, be still, but instead of being still, be focused on his promises, on his words. Begin to speak it when the enemy, that lie, that seed, because you don't have to entertain that thought anymore. You don't have to be stuck there. So God is saying, forget about what's happened. And to be real, I'll never forget my father as long as I live. I have it to this day. Don't keep going over old history. Be alert. Be present. I'm about to do a brand new thing. It's bursting out. Don't you see it? And God told me that there was going to be people in this room today. He says, Monica, I'm going to do a new thing. I was literally driving down the hills of Peru, coming from a mission, when God began to tell me that someone will receive their deliverance, Monica, that this is the last day they're going to see that enemy. This is the last day they're going to have to deal with that. And there's an anointing in this house for you to receive. There it is. God is saying, I'm making a road through the desert. In other words, I'm going to give you rivers in the badlands, rivers of living water rivers that you will be able to flow and feel joy and peace drinking water for the people I chose the people I made especially for myself a people custom made to praise me because that's what he's designed us to do if you continue reading on there he's talking to Jacob and Jacob says Jacob you seem to be bringing me you seem to be selfish with your sin instead of taking time to come worship me Instead of taking time to come repent and asking me to guide you and lead you, it seems you just want to bring me your sin. You have to read that part. And God said, and I'm not satisfied with that. I want you to submit to me. I want you to repent because some of us are still playing that uh, 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 one foot here, one foot there. And God said, if you want to play games, go sign up for the football team. I wish I had those tires, you know, because you want, you know. But God said, sign up for the football team if you want to play games. I need you all in. God's going to bless you even if you're like this. But you're putting a cap on all these other things that God has for you that he's trying to give you. Because there's greater power, greater anointing. There's greater blessings and there are physical blessings. It could be financial. It could be mental freedom. It could be whatever you, your heart's desire has been crying out to God for. And it comes through submission and obedience. But let me say this to you. God told me that this enemy that's been pursuing you for so long, this seed that was planted that the enemy took off and ran, and you've been holding on to it, he said, this enemy you shall see no more. The Bible says in Exodus chapter 14, he says, do not be afraid. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, 
which he will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall see again no more forever. The Lord will fight for you and you shall hold your peace. This is where Moses has his hands up and the Red Sea is being parted and all the Hebrews are running for their lives and here comes the Egyptian soldiers. Here comes the sin. Here comes the past. Here comes those lies. And he told Moses, raise your hands up again. The last Hebrew gets on dry land. Moses raises up his hands, brings them down and the water closes in on the enemy. And that's where he said, this enemy, you shall see no more. And some of you have been struggling. And God is saying, this enemy today, you shall see no more. If I could have you stand on your feet, if I could ask the prayer team to come forward here, please. If you read that same scripture in different versions, it says, stay calm, for God is fighting for you. Stay calm. Because he's saying, I've come that you would have life and have it more abundantly. He wants you to be free. He wants you to have freedom. And some of you have been struggling with so many things, the thorns, the thorns, those things within you, those demons that you say, God, this fear, this generational curse, this fornication, this domestic violence, the things that are around you, the lies, the gossip. Some of you walk around, I feel cursed. I don't know what this is. Stress of this world, suicidal thoughts, depression, the learned helplessness, rejection, divorce. Some of you cutting yourselves in areas where we cannot even see because you're trying to hide. And God is saying, I'm doing a new thing. And this enemy, you will see no more. The loneliness, the alcoholism, the abandonment issues. Jesus, that spirit, those spirits... And right now, I've asked my prayer team to be here, and I specifically asked the worship team to sing a song called Moving Forward. Because I believe that God is making all things new, all things new right now. And I would just want you for a moment, just bow your heads, close your eyes. And if this is you, you say, man, I need help. I need prayer. I just want you to lift your hand up and drop it. Lift up your hand. Drop it. If this is you, God wants to do a new thing. God wants to deliver you. Just raise your hand. Drop it. Amen. I see you. I see you. I see your hands. I see your hand over there. God bless you. I see your hand, brother, man of God. God bless you. I see your hands. And you know what? God saw your hand also. And I need you to understand right now that if this is you, I just want you to pray this prayer with me right now. I just want you to say, Lord Jesus, forgive me. Forgive me for sabotaging me, my dreams, the good seed you planted inside of me. Come into my heart right now. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. I believe for the new things, for the renewing of my mind, for the plans of success that you have for me. I reject the enemy's seed and I receive your living word. This moment, right now, I am saved. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you. 
Thank you for listening to today's message. Avenue Church is a Christian church located in Las Vegas. For more information, visit avenuechurch.cc.